Hey everybody, welcome back to the Community Christian Church Podcast. Nathan, Ed, Jason, we're all here. We are all here. And this is our second time to start because we screwed up the first one. We screwed up the first one. We messed it up. (laughs) Y'all will never see that one, but it was was our best one. It'll be hard to believe this, but we somehow got louder than the board could actually handle. (laughs) We blew up the sound. We blew it all up. Well, you're too loud. And by us getting loud, I exclusively mean Collins. No. He was so loud. None of us could. I was. It was too loud for me. I'm such a quiet talker. That's right. So I don't All know right. if y'all noticed this today. This is a little inside uh, community Christian for y'all. J- Nathan today in our staff meeting is talking at one point, and the staff member closest to him is doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was coming out of the I was coming out of the sound booth on Sunday, and I was talking to to the guys in the booth about something about starting the service, and I'm coming down as. Um, as a lady is walking in, and I, I said something back at what I thought was a normal volume to that person, and the lady went like this. With the music blaring at top volume, she walked in, heard me, and went, oh, oh like that. <laughs> and so, so I felt bad for you. her. That was not a good first impression for her. She was terrified of me. I do leave this taping with the ringing in my ear. I times. believe <laughs> it. I believe it. But only on that side, because now at least I'm comparatively soft. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll Compar- see. Comparatively we'll is see. an important word in that. All right. Well, if, uh, if you didn't know this already, uh, we want you to subscribe to this channel. So if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button yep. and uh, ring a bell. That way you'll get, uh, you know what that means? I don't. There's a bell. I have a lot of different ideas about ringing bells. You're talking about the notification the bell. The notification. No, no, that's not it. We're going to have to give an OK Boomer for that one. I don't even know what that is. He doesn't either. What is that from? There. The song. Who who is it? It's though? a really I bad disco know. song. It is. I'm trying to think who was it. We don't want to know. It's like time. I hated disco. The Ronettes. That's pre-disco. <laughs> ringing the bell on Patty YouTube. LaBelle, I think. I think on I just discovered this. Bell. I just discovered this. There's a bell on YouTube that when you hit yes. it, it, it automatically turns on your notifications. So every time we yeah, post something YouTube on YouTube, app. the YouTube app oh, will notify it'll, you. It'll notify you. Little push notification. Bring it. We'll bring push it, it down. Bell. Let bring you know. That's right. And the reason I tell you to do that is because, in case you didn't know this, we're taking clips out of the uh, podcast and we're posting those short little clips out of the podcast so that you can have these little bite-sized little answers to questions or points that we make all throughout this. And you share can them share with them with people. Share them with yes. people. So that you don't share the entire hour or how They long don't have talk. to hear me badly sing Ring, Ring My, my bell. bell. Yes. That's why we want you to do that. So make sure you do that. Um, and as always, subscribe in all your podcast apps, uh, yep. which is inside the description we as have well. Four, four we on have Spotify. Four, four mm-hmm. listeners on Spotify. We're growing. Every week we're growing. Well, now. I say this, we grew 400% last week that's on hey, Spotify. That's, that's, right. that's a good statistic. So, uh, and uh, what was the other thing I was going to, oh, and as always, send us questions. Don't forget, there's a link in the description to send us questions. You just fill out the form. It's an anonymous question form. You can send us any questions, and we will answer those to the best of our ability. Yes. yes. Which is then you decide how good that is. Yeah. We decide if it's any good. <laughs> and on various topics, the amount of our ability can grow and shrink and right. all of that. So. And we're gonna find that out right now. Right now, because we got a question. We have a question. Bam. Here's the question, all right? This came in last week. I have a question for the podcast. Can you explain Matthew chapter twenty two? I don't understand the parable about inviting everybody to the wedding, but then throwing the man out who wasn't dressed in wedding clothes. What is to be learned there? Now, that is a good question. It's a great question, but 
for most people, we're going to have to read this so they know what in the heck we're talking about. Most so, people means me. Me. All right. I'd like that. <laughs> be the first time it. Nathan's ever heard this that's story. That's good. That's good. So. I thought there was only up to Matthew 21. So I'm learning things today. Wow. Okay. okay. And we let him talk, don't That's we? right. Okay. Not only up to Matthew 21. I'd like to see you try to stop him from talking. <laughs> That's right. I was about to say, what are we going to do? That'd be a challenge. I'd, I'd, I'd have, have to do this. That's I'd true. Do this on and they don't have microphones for me on Sunday. All right, so I'm going to read Matthew 22, the relevant verses that this person was referring to, and then we, you guys can respond to it. Jesus also told them other parables. He said, The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to come. So he sent other servants to them. The feast has been prepared. The bulls and fattened calf, cattle have been killed, and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests he had invited ignored them and went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messengers, insulted them, and killed them. <clears throat> the king was furious, and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited aren't worthy of the honor. Now, go out in the street corners, invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike. And the banquet hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. Friend, he said, how is it that you're here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, Bind his hands and feet, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. There it is. That's, just, right. that's the story, the parable that Jesus told that this question is referring to. So first I want to say, <coughs> good me. question, because I bet Absolutely. lots of people are confused on this, and yep. good for you for asking it. Absolutely. The second thing I'd like to say before we go too far is, this is one of those places where the Bible being divided into chapters, I think, has harmed us a good deal, because... Mm -hmm. You may not realize this, but Jesus, of course, didn't teach and then go, and now, chapter yep, 20. That's right. <laughs> there was yeah. verse 1, Matthew. That's right. Now, verse 2. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. These were all divided way later mm -hmm. for the ease of reading or whatever reason for notating uh, those kind of things. And often they don't do us help. And this is one of those places Agreed. because it appears to stand alone, but it does not, it does stand, not stand alone. alone. So if you go back to chapter 21, Jesus has just finished telling a story, and it says very plainly, to the Pharisees, about the Pharisees. And then at the very end of chapter 21, you'll read, the Pharisees were so upset by the story that he told about them, they were ready to kill him. And then the very first verse, if you remember, I read it, and it says, and then Jesus also said, uh, or, or told a parable to them. So that word them is referring to the Pharisees from chapter before. So again, this goes to a little bit of what we talked about last week. If you were with us, we talked about the fact that the Bible is written for us, but not to us. Mm -hmm. And even every story told in the Bible that Jesus was tell, told was not for all the people. Sometimes you'll read things and say, he said to his disciples, he said to the crowd. This one, it's very clear he's speaking directly to the religious leaders. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think to the point of... So what the, the parable is actually getting at, because wasn't that the question, what is to be learned here? The, this parable in particular is very similar to the one Jason talked about in Matthew 21. And it's actually similar to another one we have recorded in Luke, where Jesus is actually at a party with some Pharisees. 
and he's already t told a couple parables up to this point in, in the Luke version of it that has also infuriated the Pharisees. And one person just eventually says, well, how great it must be to be at the feast in the kingdom of God. And what he's talking about is when the full kingdom of God comes at the end of all things, when, when God's going to bring his kingdom fully and all this kind of thing. And then Jesus goes into a very similar story as this great banquet of invites people and not everyone wants to come. And mm -hmm. the reason the Pharisees are upset is because Jesus is, almost, is basically telling a story about the people of Israel and the Pharisees in particular who God has invited these people into the kingdom of God. He said, hey, I'm bringing the things of God to you. I'm bringing these things to you. I'm inviting you to be a part of what God's doing in the world. And for whatever reason, you're choosing, I'm too busy, right? Because some of the people in the thing, yep. oh, I've bought, not, I, you know, I bought some cattle, I bought some land. And yep. in, the, in the Luke version, it goes into a very similar thing. And, and I just don't have time to be, I'm too busy, I'm distracted yeah. by other things. And then eventually, the king sees there's a man here. He points at one person in particular who's not dressed for the wedding. And, and, I think that part and remember, he's gone out into the streets and pulled everybody in almost like a, well, if they, they're not interested, right. I'm going to just go get whoever I can find and whoever will listen to my call and, and, and the invitation. And they're all coming in. So. And that, to that point, almost goes to what you talked a little bit on Sunday, which is the Pharisees had this idea of they had these very pure, what we would call puritanical kind of stuff of, these purity laws that even went beyond what God told them to do. Mm -hmm. And they thought, because I live good and I'm doing these things, we are the people that would be invited to this banquet. And then the king who stands in for God or mm -hmm. Jesus in this story is saying, I'm inviting people from the highways who wouldn't normally get to be blocked. So yeah, sinful the, people. The people you wouldn't expect to be there, they're there too. Right. Sinful people <laughs> for the Jews at the time, Gentiles, people who aren't Jewish, which would have been hard for them to even imagine. Absolutely. That Jesus saying, I'm inviting all these people in. And uh, you had talked a little bit before about, and I think this is a good thing to talk about, that when a king ho hosts a Yeah, banquet. it was a part of their wed wedding kind of protocol was there, unlike today where if you get invited even to be a bridesmaid, you may have to pay for your own dress and right. all that kind of stuff. When kings would have these kind of things, they provided the garments for people because they knew if they were to invite everybody in town, it really wouldn't be a kingly kind of place for most people to wear what they, so they would provide wedding garments. This guy at the end is not coming in with the best he had and it ain't good enough for the king. He intentionally snubbed the king's clothing that was offered to him. He's there, in effect, thumbing his nose yes. at the king. Right. Yes. He, You've but, offered me these clothes. I don't want what you got. I want to do it my own way. And if you take it, really is at the heart of what we're teaching this whole series of Jesus is greater in. The biggest thing Jesus continually is saying to them, he's pointing out the original purpose of Israel. It was for everybody. God's right. call was for everybody, always. Israel had made it down to, we're the chosen people, but they were chosen to be a light. A light. Right. Like the church is chosen to be a light. We're not chosen because God needed some people. He chose us to take it to all people, mm -hmm. and they don't want that. Yeah. And so the first parable that angers them right after the triumphal entry, he talks about, Hey, I sent this, and they killed the prophets. Mm -hmm. they, and then eventually in that parable, they killed the son. Killed son. Well, right. he's making really clear. Yep. That's you, me. You're about to do that to me. Mm -hmm. They realize he's talking to them. Then he, he says, hey, before you boys leave, I got another one for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he tells this other one. And again, he says, we've provided everything for you to be at the king's table. And you, in effect, want to be accept and just thumb your nose at the king and ignore everything that's happening. So... In the end, I guess what would be learned, if you want to, for me, and this is, I'm going to talk about what I get out of this. 
when I read these kind of things from Jesus, it gives me a fuller picture of Jesus, of mm-hmm. when Jesus is confronted with someone who is religiously upright, mm-hmm. but their heart is far from God, Jesus is not fooled by their religious uprightness. Absolutely. Yeah. He, <laughs> he is willing to go right at the religious upright to get at the fact your, your heart's wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's, he, that's what these parables are told from. Mm-hmm. It's told from a fact that he wants the, the yes. Pharisees to repent. Mm-hmm. He wants them to go, oh my goodness, he's talking about our forefathers killed the prophets and now we're doing this to him. And we know at least for some, and we're going to teach this in a few weeks, there's a guy named Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. He does become a follower. Yep. Right. Joseph of Arimathea is a part of this party. He becomes a follower and offers yeah. the tomb. So, so some, some of them did. Yeah. Yeah, some and did. then later we find in the book of Acts that yes. several of them yeah. did. Yep. They're part of the very first Which church Paul leadership. Probably, Paul, Paul, Paul probably is one of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, any, yeah, and, and we also mentioned this before we went, went live. You know, anytime you're reading a, a parable, a story that Jesus told, it's, it's, it's important for you to understand that Jesus didn't tell that story for you to parse out every single detail and then come up with some big theological statement about God and the way things are and all that. I mean, he's giving basically a a core truth that he wants you to get. And sometimes if we get out into the details and try to make that a theological statement out of it, we can get in trouble. And there's a lot of examples of this. I mean, Jesus tells a story one time of a of a shrewd manager who goes and basically steals from yeah. his boss yeah. in order to get money after he gets fired. And Jesus says, well, that's the hero of that story. And you're like, wait, Jesus, Whoa. you think you're saying it's right to steal? No, that's mm-hmm. not what he's saying. Or mm-hmm. the persistent widow, he tells the story of she just kept wearing down the king so that he would give her what he wanted. And he says, that's how you ought to pray to God. Well, he didn't mean that God was stubborn and didn't want to give right. her what she wanted. Right. He was teaching something about prayer in that. So mm-hmm. you, you, you hold to the... The, the core lesson that Jesus is teaching and not get hung up so much on all of the details and make right. that the key of the, or the, the core of the story. Which yeah. is interesting. When I did a little research on this parable, <coughs> knowing that we were going to talk about it, yeah. it's been interesting. And I never was in a church that taught this, but there apparently has been a lot of churches that have used this parable to teach. This is why you have to wear the right clothes to church. <laughs> Which is not at all what Jesus not at all. Not about. even it's close. A, it's the kind of stuff that people get into. They develop theologies. You have to get what was Jesus originally. He's talking to the Pharisees. It's his heart of love for them in one way. By being so harsh, he's trying to call them back. He's Absolutely. trying to call them back to God's original purpose and to God by saying, hey, dude, this is who you are. This is where you are. Mm-hmm. And he's saying it in public because in their shame culture, he's trying to shame them into seeing where mm-hmm. they are. Yes. Yes. So I think out of the what it what's to be learned out of it is all the context we said to set up, and then like you said, I think the the part for us out of this is is where are you in that story? Mm. Where are you are you at a place where you're trying to hide behind your religion, or you're trying to hide behind whatever it is, and you're effectively thumbing your nose at I don't really I don't really want to wear your clothes. I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to really ultimately pledge my ultimate allegiance to you and say whatever you want because Paul and a bunch of the later writers eventually when they talk about it talk about following Jesus they say you should put on Christ that Mm -hmm. when you're baptized you put on Christ and it is like changing of clothes and 
that ultimately my life is not in allegiance to me or to what I want. It's ultimately whatever Jesus wants. You know, this is me. this is really not an answer to that. So uh, this don't take this as an answer to this. But I do think there's this thing about grace versus. So you know, the, we're offered the clothes. All we have to do is really put them on. There's nothing in that. I don't earn any of that. I didn't right. pay for the clothes. There is something in all of us that wants to do something that makes us worthy. Right. Yeah. And to say, well, I know, I know, I need grace. I don't need quite as much as other people. Yeah. yeah. And I deserve it a little. I need I need yeah. a, a little bit. Look, I'm not quite as bad. And every time we're doing that, we are thumbing our nose at grace. It's like, it's it's like I got offered the clothes, and I go, well, yeah, they're the clothes. But look at the look at the little jewelry I added to it. Right. And, well, there's nothing you can add to grace. Mm -mm. It, grace is just grace. And Followers of Jesus, we just we're, we're to live in grace. It's what God can do for us that we can't do. I mean, it's just we have to just live in grace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't. I know that's not an answer. It, that just hit me. Point. I'm sorry. I liked okay. it. That was I'm good. Sorry. I liked it. Yeah, I bored them. So bam, we're gonna L cut this. Little Ed Rant right there. I'm sorry. We like it. Sounds good. So I hopefully, I hope that answered the question. Whoever sent that into us, thanks for sending it. We enjoyed answering it. Quite a long answer. It was but too we long. En we enjoyed it. Hopefully you did Maybe too. Maybe we'll have to cut this one up into two segments. <laughs> <laughs> or you could send Maybe. us a second question that says, please answer that question again, do better. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll maybe still don't get it. That's still do better this time. I don't so. know if we can get any better. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about Sunday, as we do around here all the time. Uh, all right. Yeah. Nathan, you want to lead us in that? Yeah, discussion? I will. You, 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 you did such a great job on Sunday. Uh, so yeah, instead yeah, of making, yeah, instead of making you come back in and reteach the whole thing, let's talk about what I said. Let's talk about what's so yeah. great about Jason. Um, so no, I thought it was, I thought it was a, a, a great sermon, um, and I thought there are a lot of things that I kept hearing in that that one, you know, I, I think all of us need to hear. I need to hear. But I was very thankful that we had. Um, you know, a lot of people here at, at both campuses, I know there are a lot of us that just either need to hear it for the first time or just need to be reminded. It's a good thing to just be reminded that God wants to draw close to everyone. Mm -hmm. And so, um, in particular, anything stood out to, uh, I'll, I'll ask Ed, anything stood out yeah, to you from uh, that Sunday? So I, I wound up, uh, Becky and I were actually out of town Sunday, so I watched the stream along with some of you, and then I listened to the message again. The the part that I love about it is, again, sort of what we're talking about, that we do sort of feel like we get disqualified somehow right. from certain assignments that God might have for us. And I guarantee you that's the way those fishermen yep. felt like. Yep. They felt like, well, and I've heard a whole bunch of stuff. Peter's probably past the age anybody would that's ever right. have him as a disciple. The fact True. that mm -hmm. he would get asked, they yeah. normally only got you asked younger. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that disqualifies you, particularly anything personally about your life and yeah i need to be reminded of that too yeah I, I need to be reminded regularly that there's nothing that disqualifies me from following jesus the only thing i have to do is just decide i'm going to follow he asked me to follow and i'm going to follow mm. and i also just i also just love about this i mean um i think a lot of people might be interested to know um you, you led towards kind of a decision point at the end and a lot of people responded to that we got we did. a lot of decisions and you know if you're kind of in that place where you, you wanted to make a decision Sunday or you're kind of in the place where you're still trying to figure it out, you can do that. Jason, why don't you, because I know it's on your campus website. Yeah. SharpsburgChurch.com or AshleyParkChurch.com. Yeah, the Make a Decision card is always there, but you can also go straight to community-christian.net slash decision. 
Okay, that's great. There. I didn't know that yeah. either. That's a, that's a great thing. And so you can go there, and even if it's just you have questions. Oh, yeah. Even if it's like, I'm, you know, you're not like, okay, I'm, I'm ready today to make my, my full commitment to Jesus. But if you have questions or you're just leaning that way, mm-hmm. starting a conversation is always a great thing. So yep. it's great to hear that. And I think the, the great part about it, like I said, all of us need to hear it. And for some of us, it, even those of us who are making decisions on Sunday, it's not even maybe the first time you heard it. But <clears> just being able to repeat that and, and for people to be able to hear it, that they're, you know, that really is the good news that Jesus brought, that that is good yeah. news, is that God wants to draw near to all people at all times. And that you're always at a place. I know you wound up teaching that dis- discipleship thing that we've talked about or what it looks like. And you can be, I, I loved it when you said uh, not believing yet doesn't keep you from following Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Not uh, because oh, none of these guys believe. And yeah. then eventually you went through the whole unfollow thing, which I thought was really yeah. good. That point right there is probably the point that has rocked my world Mm -hmm. over the past I'd say two to three years of just my learning about Jesus spending time getting to know him and you know better than I ever have in my life um, is that how willing he was to to give that invitation to people way pre-faith and that's not how I grew up I grew up with and, and I this was I touched on this in the message but there was that paradigm of you you behave then you believe then you belong. Mm. And I, I once heard John Ortberg do this, so I, I stole this from him. And it just made so much sense. It's actually backwards for Jesus. Jesus started with, no, you belong. Mm-hmm. Come, follow me. I don't, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you've come out of or where you're at. You belong here. I'll teach you how to believe, and I'll teach you how to behave. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll just grab that as we go along, as you follow this life that I have laid out for you. That was not made clear to me early in my growing up uh, as a as a christian it was it was always the other way around well and you know and you don't know because you know you weren't really in ministry at this time but and i don't even know if you ever did this because you you've been here but when i first got into ministry we had invitation hymns songs at the end of every service people would walk to you while the song and i was taught in college what i need to talk to them about is i need to find out how far along they are in their belief, and do they have enough of the right answers yep. before I can let them follow Jesus? Whereas these guys, they don't have any no right answers. answers other than, hey, I want to follow him. Yeah. He said I could, and I want to. Mm-hmm. And that started a whole process of all the other stuff. And I'm telling you, I used to have to try to have 30-second conversations that were on theological issues, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to go, Hey, hold on a second. Well, I'm going to talk to you. And, yeah. You know, you, you're not ready yet. I don't, I'm not sure. I got to have some answers. I'm thinking, you know, I feel bad about it, to be yeah. honest with you. But yeah, that's the way I was trained. They go, that's ah, so backwards from the way mm-hmm. uh, Jesus really gets. Not that, not that there aren't some things that eventually. Yeah. Absolutely. But the main heart of it is, do you want to follow Jesus? Yeah. Yes. And do you accept that he has the right to lead, not you? Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Which, in the end, honestly, is a problem for a lot of people who have could give me all, all the right, the right answers, yeah. but the way they want it to happen is they want Jesus to be alongside of them. Correct. Yeah, sure. Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus is in front. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that whole thing of when I, when I was brought to, to Jesus, I was asked, do you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior? And for most people, the Savior part, yeah, I'm all good with that. that was very I, want, attractive. I want to be saved. That is very important to me. In fact, we use that term, I want to get saved. 
right. but then the Lord part, mm. oh, we just sort of, okay, that's, that, that, that's just like one phrase, Lord and Savior, Lord mm -hmm. and Savior. Now, that's, that's two distinct roles that he plays in my life. Mm -hmm. Lord, as I said on Sunday, that means boss, what you say goes, you lead, the, you're in front, as you just said. Mm -hmm. And that, that was honestly quite, a, quite an afterthought mm -hmm. to the Savior part. I want to get saved, and then once I'm saved, okay, now I'm good, mm -hmm. and I can just rest. Well, I think about it. We talk every week about discipleship at some point, and you use the thing of a disciple. This is the definition we use around here. A disciple Absolutely. is simply somebody who takes their feet, points them at Jesus, and they're moving. Right. So your feet can be pointed toward Jesus, but you've decided to stop. Your discipleship is stalled or right. never started. So you got your feet pointed in Jesus' direction, but you decided not to move. I'm telling you, there's a problem in your discipleship, mm -hmm. or you could be going the way that Jesus was going, but you just happen to be walking the same way. Like mm -hmm. there's some really good moral people, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. You're not following. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just you're just a really fine fella. Well, and I think it goes. <laughs> I think it goes to when Jesus talked about constantly, "What's my mission?" His is, "I'm here to proclaim the good news of the kingdom." And by the kingdom, that means there's a king. Yes. That means there's a Lord, and Jesus frequently, all the time, kept saying, "And that's me, and that's me, mm -hmm. and I'm in, I'm, and, and I'm in this." And that ultimately, the good news of that is that the presence of God, which goes to the the point you were talking about, of God. Many of us believe God's distancing Himself from mm -hmm. sinners, and what He's saying is, "No, no, I'm gonna be right with you. Yeah, in I'm the kingdom, I'm, I'm with you. I'm mm -hmm. living with you." And then the power of God to do the things that God calls me to do, which is His Spirit living in us, and all these different things that this, this is available to me in every moment, and that that's really the call. And of course, I have to be saved from my sins to be a part of this, because if I'm constantly doing the same things, I'm not living in that power right. and that presence. But the, but the part you talked about of, of being Lord, mm -hmm. that also it takes, takes supremacy in that thing. It is the number one thing. I got to go, okay, then he gets to call the shots, and I'm following after him. And that's the way Jesus talked about the good well, news. It's why he said in another story that Jesus told, he said, there are going to be people who are one day going to say to me, Lord. Right. And then he's going to say, but you didn't do what I said. I, I don't know who you are. I don't even know you. <laughs> well, he even said that to his disciples. That's one of my favorite short little verses in the Bible is when he says, why do you call me Lord and not do what not I do say? Not do what I say. He, I, can, I can almost see just very sarcastic. We say, y'all keep calling me this, and you don't do what I say. Exactly. Yeah. You're not actually doing what it takes to do that. Well, it's interesting, the call he made to them. I hadn't even thought about this until y'all were both talking there. I'm sitting there thinking, his call, so Lord and Savior, he goes to these guys who are fishing. He never promises them anything except mm -hmm. that he's going to make them into something yeah. that had to be like gobbledygook. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. what is a fisher of men? Yeah. That, that, that couldn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. It just Because it, it's just a phrase he made up on the spot. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. You're going to go catch men. Mm -hmm. Well, I wasn't trying to catch no man. I was actually trying to catch these fish, <laughs> yeah, exactly. which you helped me do. Thank you very much. Yes, I yes. that. I, yes. We're good at that. I mean, that it, he just, all he says to them is basically come follow me. Yeah. And they decide lordship without knowing where they're going or yes. what's going to happen. There's no promise of anything other than this guy did something that is a miracle. Yeah. He's clearly beyond me. I'm going to hook my wagon to that. Yeah. yeah. Wherever he's going, that's where I want to go. So let's talk a little bit about one of the points you made, which I thought was a big point, is um, that many of us have this belief or this assumption that God distances himself from mm. sinners. And that that's, I mean, that is a critical part of Jesus' ministry on earth. 
is, yeah. is disproving that, is getting into this, I'm drawing close to all people. And it's one of the things going back to our little our question about Matthew 22. That's another thing that really upsets the religious leaders because mm. these Pharisees who really were concerned with purity, they thought what God's most concerned about is getting all the sinners washed off and clean and that before they'll, he'll even get close to them or even look their way. And Jesus goes that. So what do you think in our cult? Because, I, I mean, the kind of Pharisee mindset is not anyone's necessary mindset here. But there are, there are similar things that I hear people talk about when they talk about how God deals with sinful people. And I'm sure you guys have heard things, believed some of those things at some point in your life. Where, what has been maybe your personal journey with that? Or certainly the assumptions you hear other people talk about when they, you know, because we hear these things a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have one. And a lot. I, I have one that I don't know. <clears throat> it feels very confrontational to me. I wish I had a story about a wedding feast to tell you. Okay. <laughs> that would be a little more confusing. The one I hear most often from everybody is, God does draw close to sinners, and you can't haven't done anything to disqualify you. Therefore, God doesn't care about what happens in my life. Mm. And as if to say, um, I'm a sinner, God accepts me, there ain't, he just doesn't care about my behavior right. mm. in any way, shape, or form, which couldn't be further from the truth. Absolutely. I mean, there, there are things that my kids would do. It, did, it never changed my love for them. It never made me want to be far away from them. In fact, there were things that they would do in their life that made me want to draw closer to them mm -hmm. for the sake of influence yeah. and love. Mm -hmm. I loved them, and I wanted to influence them. But my hope was not that they would continue in that behavior Absolutely. forever. There was never a kid I had that didn't throw <coughs> tantrums or have... Be behaviors that I wouldn't want, but I never thought, man, I, you know, it's okay with me if they do that the rest of their life. Right. It just don't, if they do that the rest of my life, would I still love them? Absolutely, Absolutely. I would love mm -hmm. them. But I think that's the predominant with regard to sinners. I, okay. I think more and more, particularly, and I'll just say for community Christians, mm -hmm. for our church, we're really clear on God. We try to be really clear. God is for you. God's not against you. God loves you. But I think occasionally it gets translated into, in some of our minds, therefore it just doesn't matter yeah. what I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be further from the it, truth. That reminds me of, there's an old quote that I read Max Lucado say one time, and he said, you know, God loves you precisely where you are, but he loves you too much to allow you to stay there. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. That's what the love of God is all about. Yes. Yep. And I love, speaking of, you, you were talking earlier too about the Grace can't be earned, and I love, but I think to the point that you have on this, many of us get to, um, I love, I think it's Dallas Willard who says it, where grace is uh, opposed to earning, which means you can't earn it, but grace is not opposed to effort, Right. and that we have this part that many of us get to, well, since I can't earn it, then I don't have to do anything. I don't, there's, there's no part, and it doesn't mean that I can't, I can't do anything to earn the grace. It's applied to me. It's applied to me, but there's a part of this which is, God's, God doesn't just give me grace to continue in my sin, right? Mm -hmm. There's that whole part in Romans where Paul says, Romans well, because six. of these great things that God has done for us, he's forgiven us our sins, do we just go keep sinning? Do we just keep continuing the behavior? He goes, no, of course not. We died to sin. We died to sin. This doesn't apply to us anymore. Yeah. And so I think that, I love that because I hold that because I get that too, which is I don't want to be living trying to earn God's love and earn his forgiveness because I can't do that. But then 
because of that, you know, often the phrase Paul uses, we ought to do such things. Just out of this almost obligation, of, oh, he's done such great for me. I want to go live out of that and do something different. And so I think you're right. I think those are often the well, conversations I, I And have. it goes back to what we talked about. I think we talked about this two weeks ago. When you understand what sin is. Right. You know, it, and when you've, re when you've fully received grace, you see sin for what it really is, right. which is it, it is hurting me. It is hurting God. It is hurting the people around me, which are the, the priorities of my life, God and people. And so if, if I'm truly following Jesus, I want as little to do with sin as I can possibly do. Absolutely. And, you if know, the, you yeah. asked the other part of you asked is how has it changed? So once, once I've gotten clear on this thing in my head, and it really, you know, I've been at this a long time. <coughs> um, you, I used to be very ashamed of stuff I did. I, I'm not nearly ashamed as anymore of anything that's happened in my life because there's no shame between me and God. I don't mm -hmm. feel that at all. But when I was living in it, I had to cover it up, and I had to try. I had to try, try, try to stop doing some mm -hmm. things. And I could never, I could never try. I mean, I failed. Every try was yeah. a fail for me. Yeah. Yeah. Every try. And that's where this grace thing, when I could finally get to the point, you know, I hear people say, the Christian life is so hard, but Jesus promised that if I'd put his yoke on, his yoke was actually easy. easy. And light. Mm -hmm. It's easy. And what I realized at some point is I was trying, I was trying to do what people talk about. I was trying, I'd, I'd received grace for everything in the past, but it was my job now to work the rest right. of this. Right. And I had to make God proud. And I failed at that too, like I had sure. failed before. When I finally got to the point I could just live in grace, which I was telling you all earlier, I just recently heard an old recording of our favorite philosopher again saying, all faith means is, faith is, I ask God, what do you, what do you want me to do? And whatever the next right moment is, I do that. And then the next moment I do that, when I started living in grace by just saying, okay, God, here's this moment, what do you want me to do? Here's this moment, what you want me to do? I found out I wasn't trying so much not to do the things that had destroyed me. Mm -hmm. They just naturally were getting better. Yeah. And there was a freedom about it that I realized eventually when I sing Amazing Grace now, it's not just Amazing Grace because there was once a time I was a disappointment to me and everybody else. Truth is, even after I became a Christian, I still was a disappointment to me. Yeah. Well, when you're, when you, the way you painted it earlier, when you're trying not to sin, mm -hmm. where's your focus? Yeah, that's right. It's on my sin. Mm -hmm. When I'm following Jesus, mm -hmm. my focus is on Him, mm -hmm. and in so doing, yep. the sin gets taken care yeah. of. Yes. It, it, that's. And there were times <clears throat> I would still screw up, and I, but living in the fact that God didn't judge me based on that. And that I had the chance to, to do better by not even trying to do better, just staying closer to him. That my problem had been in those moments, I had decided in that moment to rely on myself not to trust. Mm -hmm. In that moment, I decided this thing I want to do will meet my need better than Jesus will meet my need. Yes. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is for you, you know, for me it was often anger. So I'll try to overpower somebody mm -hmm. instead of just going... No, I love them. I listen. I still have the right to do whatever I want to. I don't have to power up. I mean, they can't control. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I just try to blow people away. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, well. Well, and I think that part about next right thing kind of gets to 
back to the discipleship part of this, which is what changes everything, is when I make my point of discipleship, I'm focusing on Jesus, and I'm pointing my feet towards him, and I'm just moving. That's the next right thing. I'm just taking the next yeah. step. When he what? takes a step, I, I go, oh, oh I, can't, I can't stay here. He's going to leave yeah. me. Yes, and that's, and that's the part where you get down to. Uh, no, he won't leave me. No. But it feels that way. I have to feel mm-hmm. that insistence that I need yeah. to go. Yes. Well, and it certainly is this this point of what you're talking about of, of, of stalling out. And un- unfortunately, I mean, I've been there in my life, and oh, I know many people who, who who are there now and are and are and and, and uh, are you know been there in the past. Of you eventually get to this place, and that's what that's what sin does to you. It bogs you down in this place of I'm just going to keep staying right here instead of taking this is the next right step, which is always I'm no longer focusing on sin. I'm focusing on where Jesus is. And where is he going and what is he doing? And he is always moving in love towards people. And sin is anything that makes me go away from the law of love. Anything that makes me not love someone. So, including myself, because I know there myself. are a lot of people. You've talked about anxiety when we were back in anxiety. So I think a lot of times when you live in anxiety, the next right thing is to trust God with whatever you're anxious about. Correct. Mm-hmm. But, but my anxiety won't allow me to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I keep coming back to that point. I just keep coming back. Jesus is going to... He just keeps circling around that for me. Yes. When I finally move past it, I find, oh, there's like a roadblock that got moved out of the way. And lots of other things in my life that also bothered me, they get removed too. I mean, isn't that true? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. Any other thoughts from Sunday? I don't know. Anything you wanted to say that you, you didn't really. get to say? I, I said it. I said everything I want to say. <laughs> everything. I, I thought another just cool thing to add that, you know, we were talking last week, and I know it's going to keep coming up, but just for those of you that find it, and I've heard a couple people say they find this, you know, kind of almost Bible trivia stuff kind of interesting, but when we talked last week about Jesus when he's coming in is, is putting comparisons up to him and Moses and mm-hmm. him and Israel in this thing with the calling of the disciples, that's a big part of why there are 12 disciples, which mm-hmm. was not 12, common. 12 tribes. Yeah. Right. That was not common for rabbis to have that many disciples. But mm-hmm. Jesus calls many disciples because he's establishing a new kingdom <laughs> yep. that's going to be. Well, and the other interesting thing about that whole, and this is all trivia for those of you who like this, uh, no rabbi would ever call anybody. Correct. It was too humbling to ask somebody and have them refuse you. Mm-hmm. So... The rabbis sat, they became exalted, and you had to come ask the rabbi, and he could turn you down. Mm -hmm. Jesus flips the whole thing around, and he decides to go ask. He makes himself vulnerable like God does. He he goes to us and says, hey, I want you to follow me. Yeah, Yeah. and they would have been the best of the best of these different schools and all this different kind of stuff, whereas they wouldn't be fishermen or tax collectors as some yeah. of his were or you know any of these things so that goes back even to the point of uh, of the sermon of jesus is saying hey i'm pursuing you god yes. is pursuing you and so anyway just a little hey, one one note i want to make on sunday for the, all, all of you who gave to rise against hunger oh, yeah. we're, we're so thankful to that and we got the highest amount we've ever ha- uh, had given awesome. to that, which is just incredible. So we're going to get to pack more meals than we've ever packed. Like 30,000 meals. I know. It's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. So uh, I don't know if there's still a chance for you to volunteer or not, but this Saturday it'll no. be happening. We'll show there's no, no the pages chance. down. I'm sorry, no chance for you to we volunteer. We had to cut it off. It, just on my authority, just show up. Yeah. yeah. If you want to come, just, <laughs> just show up and say, hey, Ed sent me. I won't be here. They won't listen to you. But, you know, a, and they might. Somebody's going to shut you up. They're probably not going to turn you away. 
Come on out. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. None of us are in charge. Yeah. We don't. We, we on our know. authority, just bring everybody. Just because bring our authority everybody. means nothing on this Come thing. On out. So, uh, so what's on deck for Sunday? Well, on Sunday, we're getting into the primary teaching of Jesus, which apparently repeats again and again. So I'm, you know, we talked about this last year, the Sermon on the Mount, but I want to take it through in this view of uh, Jesus is greater than and show you how in the Sermon on the Mount he's really making that point again and again and again. So mm -hmm. that's, it's a, uh, I think it's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to talking through yeah. Very cool. three chapters I'm going to cover Ooh. in just a few, uh, some, 30 minutes. some minutes. Some minutes. <laughs> so what I tell you, I mean. It'll be about 35 minutes. It'll be yeah. about 35 minutes. It better be about 35 minutes. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Yeah, I know that when I get done, somebody will say, well, <coughs> that was not what you were told to do. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. That's yeah. true. We are timing. <laughs> All right. So here we are. We are ready for the top five. Or are y'all right. ready, ready. Ready, ready for the top five? Oh, it's you this week. It's me. And it, yeah. Oh, and you. we said last week you were going to do some heavy metal stuff. Yes. <laughs> Two weeks ago, Ed outed me as a closet metalhead. Yeah. And uh, so here I am. I'm confessing my love for all things metal. Yeah. And uh, so I'll just go ahead and say that what you're about to experience uh, could completely uh, disturb you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it, it could really make you like me more. I don't know. It, it's got a potential for doing lots of things. So um, Was that a disturbed <coughs> pun? I also no. thought that. That's I hate disturbed. Oh, okay. oh, all right. All right. Well, so In those fact, of you who love disturbed, Jason hates disturbed. You are not uh, down <laughs> with the sickness. Be disturbed not. about not his down being with disturbed. The sickness. So here's, right. my, here's my disclaimer on my top five metal bands. Uh, these are not my top five all-time metal bands. Oh. These are my top five right now. Oh. What you listening to? What's in the rotation? Yeah, and, the and rotation? my just my qualifier was they had to have released an album within the past couple of years. All right. So I'm not going back. So don't 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 at me. Don't send me stuff yeah. about how this metal band from way back don't is better. That. I don't care about history. Actually, I'm, we kind of like it if you I'm, I'm about song. right now. <laughs> don't you him. at him? Don't at don't him. at him. Don't, don't at do me. that. <laughs> and I mean, I was going to just so you know, as a as a as a massive metalhead myself. I was going to out you on so many things you could have done. But now that you've given me permission to act as if I don't have superior knowledge on this, I will act as if I don't. But just so you know, I was prepared to, to, to I just feel bad. Me. I don't think any 60-year-old should say, don't at me. But I, so I apologize. You shouldn't. I know. Yeah. I'm, way, I'm way too old to be saying, <laughs> don't at me. My second. But I've said it three times now. My second qualifier is, I don't endorse anything these bands say or do, so don't, you know, don't talk to me about that either. Okay. I just love That's their music. I just love their music. So, uh, all right. So, here, here's my top five right now metal bands that I'm loving. I think they're the We're going to get to hear these? Uh, yeah, I got uh, some clips. Joel's going to be involved. I got Joel, some clips. Wake up, Joel. Jesse wake Joel. up. And uh, so, <laughs> you might, I don't know if you like this or don't like You might want to turn your volume down because here it comes. So, here's my, my number five top oh. metal band right now. This band called Code Orange. Have you heard of Code Orange? I have not. I used to that. drink that, I think. Oh, okay. You okay. Know, <laughs> Frank Ocean had an album called something called Channel Orange, so no, maybe this will be no. very R&B, Frank Ocean. <laughs> okay, well, play that clip, and we'll Here see what... Let's uh, see if it's R&B or right, not. Go, see. Joel. Not. Not Frank Ocean. Hang on. Those, those sultry tones of Frank Ocean <laughs> may be coming up. Here comes the best part. That's pretty heavy. Oh, that yeah. is pretty good. That is. That, that make your head bob right yeah. there. Yeah. 
That's a classic chord change right there. Oh, heavy yeah. metal. Oh, yeah. That's heavy that down tune. I love the down tune <laughs> stuff. That's my jam right there. So. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Joel, that's enough. You've right. missed the vocals. That was yeah, some really good vocals. vocals. Oh, very sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Where is, where is Code Orange from? Are they, is this, a, <clears throat> is this a, an American band? Yeah, they're from America. They're, uh, right. I think they're New England area Woo! somewhere. Well, I'll say metal, as opposed to a lot of other genres that are, are popular, metal does have a variety of, of like nationalities well, that are involved. It's oh, yeah. not, you know. It's all over the world. Yeah, most, most <clears throat> like hip hop or country records yep. are all coming from America, but there's a lot of Swedish, yep. and so I was trying to figure So that out. was off of their last album. They have a new album coming out like in, in a couple of weeks. Um, so, and it's, it's a I've heard some uh, singles off of it. They're adding a little more electronic stuff, to, more industrial. Interesting. Interesting. Nine they're Inch really Nails industrial? Kind of, yeah, but they're, right. they're strictly a hardcore metal. You know what hardcore yeah. is. So yeah. they're, they're more into the hardcore I'm, sound. I'm okay. So, yeah, I like that. I, I like some hardcore. I'll be at Tower Records <clears throat> on uh, <laughs> the There you go. <laughs> to get that. All right. Number four right. Uh, is, is a complete change of pace. All right. Uh, these guys, uh, they are of a subgenre of metal that is known as doom metal. I have, I have heard of doom metal, <clears throat> never heard of doom metal. Don't know about doom it. Metal. Doom metal is more of a, they, they take their inspiration from like Black Sabbath, but it's slowed oh. down. It's, oh. more of a, it's more of a plodding, slow groove kind of. But these guys have lots of, they, their songs are like 20 minutes long. They're All real right. progressive. They got lots of emotion. The name of the band is Yob. So it's like the Brian, y Brian Eno of... Of kind of, kind of. Metal. It's very atmospheric. It starts slow and brooding, but okay. then it builds and it goes everywhere. I want to everywhere. hear some yob, Joel. Play, it. Play yob. yob. Play it. See, this is really moody. Oh, yeah. There's a Death Cab for Cutie song that starts very similar. It's very relaxing. Well, it's you, a, it's a, i got to be in a mood to listen to this, but, but you, I do. You, you can tell he's going to go somewhere. Oh, he's going somewhere. I can tell. I can tell he's building to something. There's yeah. some teenager right now mad at their parents listening to this. <laughs> yep. Most likely a boy. Yeah. Here, 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 come, here comes the big part right, right here. here. <laughs> I'm actually digging this one a little bit. I, like wasn't, I wasn't as much in the I, I kind of like this. Some See? doom metal. Still got the classic chord changes. Oh, yeah. Of course it does. <laughs> the chord changes. Yeah. It's All the right. nuance in metal. <laughs> it's the nuance. All right. Okay. okay. Cut that. Thanks, man. DJ, Appreciate that. DJ Jazzy. All right. Cool. So that's that's when I'm in a mood for just chilling out. So. All right. All right. Uh, this next band almost didn't make my list because they didn't uh, release an album for a very very long time. They've been around mm -hmm. for a long time, but they did release an album just last fall, and I was so happy because I love this band and they're back. It's the birds. No, <laughs> not quite. Okay, sorry. Not at all heavy metal. Okay. And if you were a fan of metal back in the 90s, you remember them, the, the band is Tool. Oh! Tool released an album back Tool. in the fall. They yeah. waited 13 years to release this the album. The band was high. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and this is more progressive metal. All okay. Right. So play some, play, uh, Tool. play some Tool. Sounds like, sounds like Tool. An incredible drummer. Yeah. Oh, they have yeah. the best drummer in metal right now, yeah. probably. So. Very odd time signatures. They're, yes. they're, you have to really yeah, think yeah. when you're listening yeah. to them. Oh yeah. So yeah. That's what that's what a lot of a lot of pro, especially progressive metal has. Is yes. a lot of very talented guys. Not yeah. always radio friendly, but no, they ain't trying no, for no, that. No, they no. ain't trying for that. No. So that was off of Tool's last record. Alright, that's enough of that. Fear Inoculum, which came out last fall. Fear, Fear Inoculum. Inoculum. Yes. 
That was a great album. All right. All right. My number two band is uh, a little bit back to uh, hardcore. These guys All are right. just straight up hardcore, bobby head, down tuned. Mm. Their name is Knocked Loose. Knocked oh, Loose. Hit that it. is Play a good Knocked name. Loose. Knocked Loose. Play it up. Oh, yeah. You like it, don't you? You, you got to bob your head to that. Like that. Well, I'm just going to say, I'm not going to bob my head because at my age, I might pull it off. I'm not good. Boy, boy. Disclaimer. Uh, you might knock uh, loose something. I might knock, look, knock, knock loose. Knock loose. I'm just going to do No yes. bobbing for me. You will knock something I'll say loose. this very interesting. A lot of people don't know this. I, re I regularly have people ask me, like, so, so what's, what's hot in, in Christian music these days? I'll say for the last 20 years, songs like this is what's hot in Christian That's music. Right. Christian rock, like half of the bands sound like this. I'm always like, what? What is what is what, what is in the purpose? What what are you screaming about? But that's me being an old man. Like, what's right. up with all these kids? You, you, sound, old, you sound a little old, old there, Nathan. About, about their stuff. I'm more into <laughs> Frank Ocean, apparently. Oh, Frank Ocean got some good stuff right oh, there. Got okay, a new record okay, millennial. All right, there you go. Thank you. There we go. All right. So that leads me to my number one band, and the, all those other bands could have gone in any order, but this one had to sit on top. Okay. It is my absolute favorite band. I think they are the future of metal today. Ever? <clears throat> no. No, he already said that. Currently. Now, I, have some, I have some legacy bands that I love. All right. Like, my all-time favorite band is King's X, but they're old. Oh. They're really old. But these guys, they are the future. All right. The name of this band is Gojira. Get ready for the future. Oh. Here we go. Future. Wow. Got those shotgun drums. <laughs> I was gonna say. Gojira is a good name for this band. I can imagine some Godzilla, yes. Mothra, right in the middle of this. Godzilla, yes. King does, of Monsters. Now, where does that not name come from? That is the Japanese version of Godzilla. Godzilla. Ah. That is the name. The, the original, it's titled Gojira. See? Piece of trivia I didn't know. See? Now you didn't know. 1950s. Atomic Age Fears. Yes. All right, you can cut it. <laughs> now, Gojira is a French band. They're All right. from France. All right. Yeah. They, there was a little <laughs> bit of a French thing no, going you don't on. With Here's that. what I will say. If anybody my age is still listening, Put that in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And I will say, uh, I actually... All I can hear from people my age in our church is, meh. That's right. Meh. Too loud. Meh. I actually saw... There's Go too much Gojira music going on these days. <laughs> I went to see Gojira live a couple years ago. Oh, yeah? Where'd you see them at? Where at are they the at? Tabernacle. Okay. Oh, wow. Tabernacle is an amazing it, was, it is a it great was, venue. It was probably the best concert I've seen in decades. It was awesome. Oh, the Tabernacle is a great venue to hear yes. anybody. Yes. yes, it is. It's just a great. I've seen many a show. Have you been the to the new place up at the at the uh, Sun Trust, which is not that anymore? True. Roxy. Yes. You I saw been? Alice in Chains there. Oh, did you? Another been. one of my legacy bands that I love. I have not <laughs> been to the Roxy. Yeah. They were, it was. I had to stand the whole time, but you know, okay. it's just basically a flat floor, but. It's, oh. it's a great venue, though. I, I mean, it's there. really close. It's up by SunTrust Park? Uh -huh. It's in the battery. It's in the battery. Oh, I've not seen a show. Yeah, it's just one of the places that you can hang yeah. out right there. Interesting. So. I've been there when a show was going on, <laughs> and I could tell there was something happening, but mm. yep. I was not invited. So there you go. 
Who's, oh, up, who's up next week for, for I guess, top I think it's five? me, it right? You? That's the rotation. Yeah, right? you. Him and, yeah. So, so you're up next week. I got so I'll have something for next week. I, I already have an idea of something that will 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 be going good, and uh, I think people are gonna people are gonna enjoy. All right. People are gonna enjoy it. That means Nathan's gonna enjoy it. That's yeah, right. That's Just like I enjoyed that, and nobody yeah. else did. Yeah. No, that's okay. Probably people Maybe. enjoy. I can think of people I know that. Probably I was enjoy thinking it. I'm gonna tag a couple of, a couple of my friends because I played in rock groups for a long time and. That's where everybody in a rock group eventually, once they realize that no one's going to be the Foo Fighters and no one's listening to rock anymore, you might as well go all the way hardcore all the way. and True. just go. And so I got a lot of guys who that's all go. they're playing. So. All right. Or you go to Frank Ocean. <laughs> well, that's all I got there to say. Go. All, all, right. got all I got to say. All right. That's so all I guess I thank y'all for listening. And that's the news. Let's see if we can get seven Spotify people. Seven. Hopefully. Okay. <laughs> that's a good number. All right. Biblical number. Come back next week and you'll find out. Yep. See ya. See Bye. ya.